but I kind of took it to the point where it was like, uh, it was everything to me. Um, my body was everything to me. And so, um, the Lord just kind of brought me through a process of, uh, and I didn't really know him that much back then, but, uh, where I just started to get a lot of injuries. Um, I, uh, fracture or had a ha- couple hairline fractures in my, in my back. Um, I was having a lot of shoulder pain. Uh, I cracked my sternum at one point, a lot of tendonitis, and just uh, it just kind of kept building and building and building until one point I was just like, I can't, I can't do this lifting thing anymore because I'm not taking care of my body or just it just kind of broke me. Welcome back to the Building Better People podcast. This is your host Charlie Lima. Today I have Kyle Beck on the podcast. Kyle's one of our newest additions to our staff. You're going to learn a lot about him today and just love hearing his fitness journey. Enjoy. Hey guys, what's up? My name is Kyle Beck. Um, I am 26 year old, years old and I just started coaching here at Boom Fit and College Station CrossFit. Super stoked to be here. Um, I am married. I've been married almost four years um, to my beautiful wife, Hannah. And we have a daughter. She's almost a year old. Her name's Nell Eden and she's... The most beautiful baby in the world. So you're you're a little biased, but that's okay. You should be, man. Kyle, thanks for being on the podcast. Um, welcome, not only Thank to the you. podcast but to the gym. You know, kind of really got started. So tell me, just for those people listening who maybe uh, don't know how you know how long you've been working out here, how long mm-hmm. you've been coaching here. Give me that little story first, and then we'll dive into your fitness journey. Okay, so I jumped over here a little over three months ago, um, and started uh transitioning over uh my personal training clients um back in january on january 1 and started um kind of shadowing some classes a few weeks before that and so it's been about a little a little over a month now so and it's been awesome yeah what do you love about it the people (laughs) it's easy to say it's and sometimes it sounds cliche but just um being so welcomed over here and um just you guys have just really taking me under your wing and um i think that's been the biggest thing that i've been thankful for so that's awesome and hannah recently started Mm -hmm, she did yeah we've had a a series of unfortunate events to where she hasn't been able to come yeah (laughs) Uh, as a lot of people know we had nell sick for a little bit and then uh we don't have a second car so she's not able to make it up but she's she's trying she wants to be here so bad yeah so and y'all do some workouts at home right? yes you got some stuff in your garage so yes she is not without working out that's right <laughs> she actually likes crossfit more than i do so <laughs> <laughs> which is that's, funny to say so let's talk about that like yeah i mean anybody who's seen you, you you're like a giant you're <laughs> like muscular every ounce of your body uh, seems to thanks. be like filled <laughs> with muscles so I mean, give me the the story as to where that started. Have, have you been fit your whole life? No. So give me, yeah, give me the background. Where did it start? Um, so in middle school, I was uh, very very skinny, skinny as a board, um, and uh, I really wanted to get some muscle, and so my parents bought me a little. 15 pound weight set <laughs> and I started just doing some flies and some push-ups nothing crazy but when I when I got uh, to high school I started football and we did a bunch of weightlifting and stuff like that and I actually ended up enjoying that more than the actual sport of football and so I kept doing that when football was over um, and as call co- a transition into college kind of started doing a lot of bodybuilding and that was kind of where 
I sort of fell in love with fitness and, um, I got very large. <laughs> yeah. So what, give me some, some weight, some numbers. So in junior high, super skinny, started uh-huh. 15 pound dumbbells. Junior high. I don't know how much I weighed in junior high, but when I started high school, it was about 160. Um, and then after my second year of high school it was about 190. So it made a pretty good jump. And wow. then as soon as football was over and I stopped doing all the cardio, yeah, I jumped up to about 210. And then at my heaviest, when I was doing bodybuilding, I got up to about 233. So, so getting up there. Wow. So you, and I'm guessing you, you were tall your senior year. Like you yes, I, w- I was maxed out. Did you played linebacker? I wish. <laughs> I, pl- I played defensive end. I wasn't that great. Um, yeah. But yeah, I played defensive so end. So when you, that was what year? What year did you, was your senior year? When did you graduate high school? 2014 or 2010. Sorry, and I ask that because I feel like, you know, when I graduated high school in 2000, like football players looked a lot different than they looked in <laughs> 2019 when they're yes. graduating high school. But yes. even at your, I mean, you were a big guy, right? Like, were you taller, bigger, I, I bigger really, than most guys? I really wasn't. You know, I was actually in high school, I was still pretty uh, skinny compared to most of the other guys at my position. And so, um, and that played a big factor because the line, the line, the people on the other side of the line were way bigger than me. So how did you gain the weight? Because you'd been a hard gainer probably your mm-hmm. whole life, right? Junior high was skinny. Mm-hmm. So how did you gain? You went from one sixty to one ninety to two ten to two thirty. Yeah. So from one sixty one to one ninety was just being introduced to actual weight training and having a regimented program. Um, obviously, I was eating a lot because I was a high schooler and just started lifting weights. And so just kind of, um, shocked my system to grow pretty quickly. And then when I got from, I was at 190, 195 for probably two or three years. And then I stopped football. Um, and, uh, so essentially stopped cardio and that's why I gained a bunch of weight real quick. And then, uh, from 210 to 230 was just a lot of time, a lot of effort, I mean, I would spend probably two and a half hours doing a chest day. Um, oh my goodness! But I didn't. <laughs> I didn't have a whole lot else to do. So, <laughs> but like two and a half hour. I bet yeah. there's some guys at our gym that would love to participate in a two and a half hour right. chest day. It's intense. It's a lot of drop sets, <laughs> a lot of time. Um, wow! But I was really into supplements too, and I had like a, I had a. You know, when some people get, you know, sad, they might go on a shopping spree or something like that. But I would do the the same with the supplements. So, oh man, I'm bummed. I didn't do well on that test. I'm going to order some supplements, you know. So, um, but you know. Like creatine. Yeah. Yeah. Mm Pre-workout. Aminos. Protein. Protein. Mm -hmm. All the good stuff. Wow. Yeah. And did you, uh, so that was that supplementation a big part of the gain? Would you say? No, I, I, I would say. I ate pretty clean too because um, I was I, I went gluten free for a bit because I was having a lot of stomach issues and um, so I just and we had a I was a resident assistant over at the tradition at Northgate so I got free food um, and we had a cafe there and That's so I just cool. ate yeah pounds and pounds of grilled chicken and yeah I think that played a big part and, and I w- wouldn't say it was the supplements really during is. the bodybuilding days mm-hmm. and that was at the rec or did you work out at the traditions I did a little bit of both yeah and when you say bodybuilding was that just a type of workouts or did you actually ever compete in bodybuilding 
Uh, I was close to competing, but I, I, I never actually did it. Okay. Um, but just this is a style of workouts. Yeah. yeah. And so give me an overview of what like a seven day hmm. like breakdown would look like of your workouts back then. Um, chest, legs, arms, chest, legs. <laughs> <laughs> I never did shoulders and that's coming back to bite me in the butt because everything in CrossFit is shoulders. So um, I just was like, man, they're too small. I'm going to work on the bigger muscle, the glory muscles. Yeah. So, but. And, and was it about two and a half hours every day? No. Uh, the good days. The good mm-hmm. days were two and a half chess. hours. Yeah, chess. <laughs> chess, exactly. Leg days were like 30 minutes. <laughs> they were for a bit, but then I, I kept getting chicken leg comments. And so I, I, w- I was about done with that. So I spent some more time on my legs. And Man, but you were into it. I was. Where, where were you getting your uh, inspiration for workouts? Magazines? Um, I, there was a, a guy named Greg Plitt, and he was a, a fitness model, um, and he posted a lot of workouts and stuff. And um, so I did his program for a while, and and I just came up with a lot of my own stuff too, and just kind of freestyled a little bit, and mm-hmm. it was fun. Uh, you know, I miss chasing the pump sometimes, but today's Cindy, strict Cindy, was definitely a a pump chaser <laughs> yes it was okay so let's transition so that was what year was that that you were doing bodybuilding workouts i guess like 14 to 17 mm. or 14 to 16 i i stopped uh when i graduated um college when, I what kinda, year did you graduate 2014 and what oh that okay so mm-hmm. graduated college high school was 2010 mm-hmm, yeah. college was four what did you graduate with what degree Kinesiology. So okay. I, I got a bachelor's of science in applied exercise physiology. And then so. 2014, were you already into personal training or was it just strictly a, like a passion? Strictly, yeah, a passion. Yeah. And I did a little bit of, um, I got introduced to CrossFit um, through that. Um, I, I did an internship at the end of my senior year. Um, and uh, it was it was uh, at College Station Chiropractic. It was with a guy named uh, Dr. Craig Rashke, and he's yeah. an awesome guy. Um, and he took me to Brenham, where I did my first CrossFit workout. And uh, I was getting a little bit bored with bodybuilding, just because sometimes it gets it gets a little stagnant doing the same things, and I didn't have a partner to train with or anything. So uh, it pretty much rocked my world. <laughs> what workout do you remember? Um, I think it was an imam of wall balls and I think that was honestly about it (laughs) pretty simple, but it was just, it just destroyed me. Okay. So what were the initial thoughts when you did that CrossFit workout? Um, well, I didn't think it was going to be hard. I, I actually had a bias against CrossFit. I thought it was, um, silly and I was like, Oh, people get injured doing it. You know, all, all of the, the mainstream criticism of CrossFit is what I had. And, um, obviously I think it's nonsense now, but it's just what people say when they haven't tried it. Um, but that, that's, those are the things I thought. And then when I tried it, I was like, Oh my gosh, that was so fun. And I'm laying on the floor, you know, <laughs> have, have the CrossFit lung coughing and stuff. And, um, I was, I was hooked after that. So, man, so where, when you say you, you know, Brandon, I don't know if you have ever visited with Brandon, mm-hmm. the trainer on our staff and, heard his podcast but he's kind of the same thing right so it was kind of this like preconceived thoughts about crossfit where did that come from for you because in 14 crossfit was pretty popular mm-hmm. i mean not as popular as it is now yeah um but that was five years ago so 
did that come from like you you said you thought people got hurt doing crossfit yeah it was silly like Mm -hmm. was that because of why um i think it was honestly just ignorance and you know things that you hear um that you if you if you don't know then you just sometimes you just go along with preconceived notions that maybe other people pass on or um and and honestly i was at that point in my life i was a pretty proud individual and just uh didn't didn't really give i thought my way was the highway and and so okay so i have to (laughs) i want to i want to hang out here for a minute because what i was just thinking before you said that and i didn't know you back then i was just thinking to myself like you, in my opinion, embody humility, like Thank very you. well, and um, and I and I admire that trait because it's uh, first of all it's very rare, mm-hmm. and n- not just rare in in just people, but rare in trainers too. Mm-hmm. And you know, in recent meetings, you've heard kind of how we shifted, and that's actually become one of our core values is humility, and that's very important to me and very important to us as a gym. And so to hear you say that you considered yourself very prideful, like give me as much as you can share about this transition, right? Mm-hmm. From from the guy that I know now to where you were five years ago. Uh, I say prideful, but I also mean uh, not confident as well. Confident, but pro- maybe projecting pride or something like that. So I um, I was I was very into the image of bodybuilding and kind of the uh, aesthetics of it. And, and it really just stemmed from a place of lack of confidence. Um, long story short, I lived in France for four years and, um, it was very difficult and I, I lost a lot of confidence there. Um, and so I, I just began to kind of, when I discovered bodybuilding, you know, put confidence in my body and getting, being big and, like oh all of a sudden you know you get a lot of attention when you start getting bigger and your body starts looking different and um and it really just kind of you know there's a there's a healthy aspect of that where it it gives you a little bit of confidence and I like that and I and I love giving people confidence in the gym but I kind of took it to the point where it was like uh, it was everything to me um my body was everything to me and so um the Lord just kind of brought me through a process of uh and I didn't really know him that much back then but uh where i just started to get a lot of injuries um i uh fracture or had a ha- couple hairline fractures in my in my back um was having a lot of shoulder pain uh, i cracked my sternum at one point a lot of tendonitis and just uh, it just kind of kept building and building and building until one point i was just like i can't i can't do this lifting thing anymore because i'm not taking care of my body or just it just kind of broke me um and at that point I was like ah I I don't know if this is really giving me everything that I want and um that was kind of when I started you know turning to the Lord and and going to church and and stuff like that and um started finding a lot of confidence there and that's actually at that point when I started when I actually had tried CrossFit at that point too and so um it was just kind of a different different mindset, um, different goals, a little bit more functionality. And it, it humbled me a lot. Um, and so I would say my switch from (laughs) bodybuilding to CrossFit was a very, um, it was, it was brought about by getting humbled, um, and having this, this 
my, my body, you know, which was everything and becoming not everything. <laughs> Man, and I thank you so much for just being so honest because I think a lot of people can relate, man. Um, especially when you're talking about everything that defined you in your eyes was in made up in your image, right? And in, mm-hmm. in what you could see. And I, even in CrossFit, it's easy to do that, right? Like for yeah. you, it was a bodybuilding thing, but mm-hmm. in CrossFit, that can be something that, and I'm sure you've seen it, right? And mm-hmm. and people that you know, and maybe even personally. So it's like what I want you to expand upon is how you view working out differently mm-hmm. now in CrossFit comparatively to in bodybuilding because it almost feels like like two different lives yeah because they they're they're both very special to you Mm -hmm. but it was like your bodybuilding life like is probably defined by you being all about you Mm -hmm. and the way you look yeah and the you know the the uh the whatever the persona that Mm -hmm. was the person who did those workouts and then your CrossFit life is a sounds like a different life right right yeah so give me in your eyes in your words what's the difference between the two it it just kind of at that point it's the difference is what you revolve your life around do you revolve your life around what you look like your your fitness um your your health i mean it can be anything you know Um, if you revolve your life around school or around work then it becomes just uh, if that gets taken away, then what do you have left? You know, and so I think it was just finding a different center for me, and for that center, that center for me was Jesus, um, and then and just you know focusing on the things that matter more than. Uh, and don't don't get me wrong, I think fitness fitness matters to me, and health matters to me, and I want to, and obviously that's why I'm here. That's why I'm doing what I'm doing. It's why, you know. I used to work at a technology company and that's why I quit my job there to kind of pursue personal training, going from a safe salary to, uh, no, nothing guaranteed, you know? Um, but it, and it really, so it really does matter to me, but it, there are other things that matter more. Um, and so it's like, if I get injured, well, I'm going to be really bummed because I can't work out and I love working out and it makes me feel good. But I'm not going to be completely rocked to my core, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's one of the biggest differences for me is just what I center my life around now is just different. It's perfect. I, I love how you put that. The You went just now on talking about the technology company and so and how you worked there and then kind of committed full time into fitness. And so mm-hmm. give me this like, okay, just started CrossFit, did wall balls in an EMOM. Yeah laid down loved it mm-hmm. to today kind of how this this last i guess five years it sounds like mm-hmm. has turned into kyle now personal trainer crossfit beast uh you know but you know <laughs> I, I wouldn't mean. say that yeah, but, yeah <laughs> i mean career trainer type you know this is what you're this is what you do like this is how you're providing for your family so mm-hmm. how did you go from there to here yeah so i Initially, you know, I wanted to marry my wife and to do that, I needed a a job (laughs) that provided. And so, um, you know, I was uh, very thankful to work at at the technology company when I did. And I worked there for about two years. And um, at that point, I had been doing CrossFit for a little bit. And um, I kind of I was a a member and then I coached and, and worked at CrossFit Obey and Brian and 
um, was really thankful for that opportunity over there. I, I personal, I did personal training a little bit on the side, a little bit of coaching on the side, um, very minimally. Um, and then, uh, was invited to do it uh, full time over there. And, you know, my wife and I just prayed about it a lot. And, um, we just thought it, I mean, obviously it was a source of contention cause you know, you go from safe salary to, uh, essentially nothing, you know, giving up, giving up all, all the safety. And, and a lot of people listening may not understand that because they don't work in this space, but it, it it's the equivalent of like car salesmen, you know, mm-hmm. not in the say, sense of it's the same, but like, right. Those people are strictly commission, you know, mm-hmm. they could go one day and not sell any cars and yeah. not bring anything home. And so when you went from security right in yeah. the technology salary company to pursuing your passion there was a lot of risk a lot of yeah. fear which a kind ton. of is why you kind of saying you and Hannah lifted it up so the lord just said hey this is what is this what you have for me mm-hmm. yeah uh, that was a really hard decision um and yeah it, and and even when i did it you know it it took a you know two years to get to the point where i was I'm making what I was making, you know, a salary, salary based or, um, back when I was at the technology company. And so it's like, it was a huge risk, but it was worth it because now it's like every day I can kind of get up and have purpose. And that's not to say that I didn't have purpose at the technology company, but, um, it's just, this is what I want to be doing. You know, this is what I want to I want to help people become better versions of themselves. Man, so So. tell me what you love about training and coaching. Hmm. I think, I mean, there's a lot of aspects. Obviously, I myself love working out, but, you know, that's not enough to, to become a trainer. Like we've talked about before, it's like you actually have to care about people. And so I think, honestly, just getting to, um, talk to people and get in their lives and then, you know, set goals and meet them. Like when a, a person reaches a goal for the very first time or does, does a, a really good snatch or finally gets their first muscle up or loses 15 pounds and they worked really hard to get there and you, you walk, they, you've had a lot of setbacks and then you, you get back to where you were and you, then you lose 15 more pounds. It's just the journey of it all and walking with people through it is extremely rewarding um, and just to get to be very, um, intimately acquainted with people's lives has been, is probably my favorite part of being a trainer. Yeah. You know, and you've heard, I mean, we have, you've talked a lot, um, since you've come over and I tell people it, you ha- it's relationships, you know, mm-hmm. you have to love people and then your excuse for hanging out with them is working out, you right? Know? Not, not to make it sound that, you know, but it's, it is, it's, you genuinely, you know, I tell people you have to have a passion for fitness, but equal to that, a passion for people. Mm-hmm. And that's what, you know, in my opinion, makes great trainers, which I see you as a great trainer. And, um, because the other stuff comes with time, right? The other learning, mm-hmm. all the, you know, what you would call the, the, the details yeah but but that's important too but really that passion for fitness and passion for people is incredibly important so Mm -hmm. now that you you know are i guess a few years in your crossfit journey what are some of the areas right now that you you feel like 
in CrossFit specifically are your biggest challenges? Like if you're trying to improve upon or some of the workouts that kind of challenge you the most or weaknesses, you mentioned shoulders a little uh-huh. bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I have, uh, I don't have very, a ton of mobility in my shoulders because of, uh, bodybuilding and, um, just not, not ever stretching and stuff like that. And obviously not working out overhead presses a ton. Um, when I moved over to CrossFit, it was, you know, it's, it's all legs and it's all shoulders. And so essentially it's just, it, and it still presents a challenge to this day, just, uh, handstand pushups. I hate them. Um, I'll do them. I'm a lot better at them than I was, but, uh, I still don't love them. Um, and then I, I think, you know, over time you, you see that less, less and less things become weaknesses. And so I, I, I would say another thing is overhead mobility. So like jerks, um, like clean and jerk, like I haven't PR'd my clean and jerk in probably two or three years. Um, just because of that, you know, maybe not working it as much, but also mobility is a, is a challenge for is, me. Do you, did you ever get into competing or do you ever compete in CrossFit? Was that ever something that really BCS classic? Yeah. And so, yeah, give me a little bit about that. Cause I mean, I think competing in CrossFit is still a thing, but I don't know if it's as big as it was a few years ago. Uh-huh. Like, is competing for you like a big driver? Is it just fun? Is it like rec sports? Um, I would say it's more fun for me. Um, and, and, you know, when I was talking about earlier, like the pride thing and whatnot, I'm, don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm competitive and I, I like to um, <laughs> I like to be at the top of the leaderboard. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. You know, sometimes I look at it at night and I'm like, Hannah, check this out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to call TJ out specifically right now. I, I love, I love, love, love to beat TJ. So, <laughs> but it doesn't happen as often as I'd like. So, um, but it's, I would say it's a, uh, it is a driving, I, I wouldn't say it's a driving factor. Um, I enjoy it. Uh, you know, there's a lot of times when you're training for a competition and you're like, man, why do I, why do I really do CrossFit? I don't really know anymore yeah. <laughs> just cause it hurts so bad. But, um, the BCS classic has been kind of my, my one, probably my biggest competition that I've ever done. And I've done it. I think, I think I've done it three or four years. I think four years, actually. Uh, my first year I did solo RX and I got, um, my goal was to not get last place. And guess what I got? Oh, really? <laughs> 17 out of 17. Yep. I was right behind Gus. Oh, um, that was so. Gus did it. Wow. <laughs> Gus was 16, I was 17, so... That was 14, uh, 2014. Uh-huh. So that was the first year you did CrossFit. That was my first year of CrossFit. And um, then the next year, did a little bit better. Next year, a little bit better. Started doing the partner ones the year after that. And um, this past year was pretty fun, too. And um, so I, I like competitions. They're, they obviously make me very nervous, uh, just the butterflies. And you just know that when you're in a competition workout, that's just going to hurt a little bit extra than a normal workout. And so you kind of have to be mentally ready for that. Um, but I wouldn't say it's a big driving factor, but it's more just fun for me. So how do you balance the not going back to that kind of bodybuilder, like defining yourself by Mm -hmm. how you do in a workout or competition, even Mm -hmm. on a daily basis, like the, you know, you kind of joke to the TJ thing, but like Mm -hmm. to me, the way I'm, I'm hearing it, you know, Kyle, 2010 to 14 or whatever that season was where it mm-hmm. was, 
like you said, lack confidence. Mm-hmm. Sounded like you know just um, insecurity, kind of those yeah. things. Comparatively to now, that Kyle sees the leaderboard and and you know or gets last place in a CrossFit competition, second to second to last place in the CrossFit competition. That was last. last oh yeah, last sorry, place. last. <laughs> so for the record, Gus did beat you. G- Gus did beat me. Yes, he did. <laughs> for uh, but. You know, that affects that cow a lot more, Uh you know, and so how do you balance that to this day? Um, I would say it's just just my relationship with Jesus that keeps me grounded. Going back to kind of what you're centering your life on. Mm -hmm. This is just a workout. uh, And and I don't want to say that, like, I'm I'm extremely confident now because it's it's not like that. It's there's definitely still areas of my life where I am not confident and um, or just like care a little bit more maybe than I should. And, um, so sometimes I'm like, Oh man, I thought I did better on that workout. Um, I might end up at fourth or whatever, but then, you know, five minutes later, I kind of forget about it. So it's, it really just kind of comes back to, yeah, like just my relationship with God and just continually pursuing him and, um, and, and letting him pursue me and just, keeping that relationship going and so i think that's what keeps me more grounded than awesome. old kyle so kind of the last question for the podcast that i ask every person that comes on is the title is building better people mm-hmm. you know when you came over we talked extensively about that you've probably heard me say it you know every time we have a conversation um but what is building better people mean to you and since you've come over and kind of been in this environment and just kind of even thought more so about your whole fitness journey mm-hmm. and what you're doing as a personal trainer and coaching like what does that mean to you and how does that impact how has that impacted your life personally with working out mm-hmm. um I, I would say it's really simple what it means to me is that if you come in here for a workout that you would leave better than when you came in um whether that be emotionally physically spiritually whatever that is that you need to be and, and not just like better, but like, uh, I, I guess, I guess better, but, um, just being able to be a better version of yourself when you leave here. And so, um, if someone comes in a bad mood and they, they leave happy or like more hopeful about life in general, then I would consider that a win. And so it's kind of, kind of simple, Maybe the way I view it, but, and, and, you know, you can look at that long, long term too. And I think there's a lot of stuff I could say about that, but I think it's more of a simple thing for me. How is building better people applicable to you personally? I would say that just, I've, I've gotten to grow a ton in the time that I've been here and, um, a lot of personal growth and getting uncomfortable, like even just coming over here, you know, people walk into a new gym and you know me i've been doing crossfit for four years and coming to a new gym was it was it was nerve-wracking for me but like i think for me becoming a better version of myself is being willing to get uncomfortable and um do the hard things so that i I can just reap the benefit or so that I can, but also my family and everybody related to me or that comes in contact with me can reap the benefits. And so I've, I've learned a lot over the past two years that, um, good things don't come easy and good things also take time. And so just being submitted to the process uh, and, 
um, that becoming a better version of myself is going to take is going to happen throughout my entire life, and it's not going to happen in a day or a night. Or, but it's just a, a little changes over. Gus would agree with this. I'm sure little changes over a small period or a long period of time produce, you know, a lot of change. Thank you for tuning in today. Don't forget to subscribe to the Building Better People podcast where you will hear more stories of individuals being positively impacted by living a healthy lifestyle.